Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 11th of November, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The time has finally come and the borders are open to foreign tourism following a 19-month entry ban. As the transport minister, Alexis Guerrera, communicated, almost 230 flights were authorized last week, a number that will continue to increase week by week. The new regulations published in the official Gazette on Tuesday the 2nd require foreign tourists to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. At least 14 days must have passed since the second shot as well as present a negative PCR test upon arrival. The antigen test on arrival will no longer be needed. If you are not vaccinated or only got the first shot, you will not be allowed entry. Unvaccinated residents who have left and are trying to re-enter the country, however, will be allowed, but they will have to go into quarantine. Since we're on the topic of flights, it's the exchange markets that are experiencing turbulence these days. The peso slumped last week with the blue dollar at 199 pesos both on Thursday and Friday, crossing the 200 line at times. The dollar has soared 15 pesos in the last three weeks, adding to inflationary pressures and growing uncertainty among investors. With the midterm elections, Taking place this Sunday, November 14th, things are not looking good for Alberto Fernandez's government, which is under the risk of losing its Senate majority. Interestingly, the presidential spokesperson, Gabriela Ceruti, said that the rise of the blue dollar is response to the political expectations rather than an accurate representation of the peso's devaluation. She said that the blue dollar is not the official one and that this parallel market runs according to its own rules. The concern over these rates is real, though. On Friday the 5th, the central bank ruled that financial institutions will have to maintain their foreign currency positions according to their daily average in October until the end of November. This measure aims to avoid speculation about possible jumps in the exchange rate. The lack of agreement with the IMF can also damage the governing party in the race to the polls, as it pushed Argentina's country risk rate to a high level last week. When addressing a panel organized by the United States during the climate summit in Glasgow on Friday the 5th, President Fernandez asked for greater flexibility to honor Argentina's debt with the IMF. More precisely, he said that the country is renegotiating a loan of 57 billion U.S. dollars, which is more than what was destined by the IMF to combat the pandemic and half of the budget committed by the world to fight climate change. The president also said that Argentina is willing to link part of the payment to essential investments in green infrastructure. In other words, to swap debt for climate action, installing the concept of environmental debt. But while the president commits to climate action, Argentina still bets on natural gas. Shell and YPF, two of the main oil and gas companies in Argentina, have announced the start of production at Vaca Muerta, a major shale oil and gas deposit in Patagonia. With a $300 million investment, 
The companies hope to reach a production of 15,000 barrels per day and employ 800 people. The truth is that Argentina has regained pre-COVID fuel demand. All over the world, gasoline is rebounding from the depths of the pandemic lockdowns, but Argentina is the first Latin American nation to top the metric. These sales are poised to improve further now that the borders have been reopened to fully vaccinated visitors. It seems that this increase will be translated into the salaries of Argentina's oil workers, who will get a 15% raise in December, although this is not such a high percentage considering that monthly inflation rates stand at about 5%. Industry groups and unions in the sector agreed to a 35% increase total, which will be paid in three installments. We also have news on the lithium business. On Monday the 8th, the French mining group Edamet announced it's reviving a joint project with China's Xingshan to build a lithium production plant in the north of Argentina to supply the electric car industry. The facility is set to open in 2024, and construction will start next year in Salta. The Chinese steel group will pay $375 million to build the plant. Hopefully, the stars will align for Argentina to start getting new investments, just as they have aligned for wheat growers. The country is on track to export more than 13 million tons, which will be near to an all-time high. These grains are used in everything, bread, cakes, biscuits, and more. Speaking of food, the e-commerce giant Mercado Libre is seeking to expand in fresh foods to maintain sales growth, Through a partnership with retailer Mambo, the company already started offering fresh food items in Brazil a month ago, and it's now looking to replicate that model with partners in Argentina. In the last quarter, Mercado Libre reported a net revenue of almost $2 billion, which makes it Latin America's most valuable company. Fortunately, the company is not yet facing major issues coming from the global supply chain disruptions, most likely due to its large base of sellers. After kicking off fresh food sales in Argentina, Mercado Libre's goal is to expand this model into Mexico. Another Argentine unicorn that is doing business in this country is Walla. This financial services startup has reached an agreement to buy the Mexican bank ABC Capital and keep growing abroad. The value of the transaction has not been disclosed, but for the time being, Walla is valued at $2.5 billion. The personal financial management mobile app launched operations in Mexico in September 2020 and has already issued 350,000 prepaid cards there. From virtual banks to cryptocurrency, the Canadian firm Bitfarms is returning to Argentina, where it was first created. The company validates transactions in the Bitcoin market, a process that is most commonly known as mining. The reason why they will install a farm in Argentina is that the political and economic cycle makes it increasingly profitable to invest in mining cryptocurrencies as the electric energy is cheap. Moreover, the duty-free zones like Tierra del Fuego offer tax benefits for numerous services, rents, and even salaries. 
In other news, last week we mentioned tourists coming to Argentina will be able to open a temporary savings account before traveling. Most likely, Banco Nación will be the one offering this service, although others may be included later. That said, it will take some weeks for the banks to set everything up internally, so stay tuned for news on this matter. We almost made it through this episode without bringing up the pandemic, but there are some updates on that front as well. As of this week, Buenos Aires City started giving booster shots to those who received their second dose of whatever vaccine 180 days ago or more. This booster shot is not the same as the third dose, which we talked about in previous episodes. The difference is that while the third dose is exclusively for those vaccinated with Sinopharm, the government is aiming at giving everyone booster shots according to the vaccines they already received. For the time being, people over 70 and healthcare workers are being prioritized. Appointments will be assigned automatically for this booster shot. Lastly, we hope you had a great Pride Day last Saturday the 6th. Although June is International Pride Month, Argentina celebrates the LGBTQ plus community every November with a parade march that takes place on the first Saturday of that month. This year, thousands of activists flooded the streets of downtown Buenos Aires for the 30th incarnation of the Pride Parade March, where they celebrated a wide range of identities while also demanding historical reparation. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Argentina. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by e- emailing us at podcast at Nos vemos el próximo jueves. Thank you.